Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi, everybody. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. Today is episode 68, Cook Once, Eat Twice. The end of the month is always the craziest time for me because that's when I wrap up our upcoming month's recipe club recipes. So each month I develop new recipes and I go through this whole testing process of I get your feedback, what recipes you want, then I write them, then I test them, and then in that last week I kind of go through the final testing process where I'm refining the recipe and then I take all the photos and all the videos and I get everything uploaded to the membership site. My kitchen... I wish you guys could see it. It literally becomes like flooded with food. And I have to start texting neighbors to ask if I can bring leftovers over because at that point, my family has already had that recipe multiple times and they're kind of done. So (laughs) what this past week has looked like has, has looked a lot like this, but even more exacerbated because This next month, I really wanted to develop five new recipes that fall under the category of cook once, eat twice, which means that I wanted to develop recipes that you could easily double. So make one to eat that night and make another to stick in the freezer or take to someone. So that meant twice as much food as we're usually trying to pass on at the end of the month. So it's been crazy, but I'm so happy with where I landed on the recipes and I can't wait for you to all dive in and start cooking. And I'm excited to talk with you a little bit more in depth today about this concept of cooking once and eating twice and also just freezer meals in general, but specifically through this lens. But before we do that, let's discuss a few recipes you can throw on your meal plan for the week. Remember, My best advice for getting control over more weeknight dinners at home is to set a specific time each week to meal plan for the upcoming week. You review your family schedule. You shop your own kitchen by looking at what you already have on hand. You pick recipes, whether they're the recipes we suggest in the meal plan or not. You make your list, you order your groceries, and you're done. I can usually do this in about 10 minutes each week. Yes, inclusive of ordering and scheduling my groceries. And it's one of the most valuable habits I have that benefits our family tremendously. So hopefully this podcast can help support a similar system for you because I I don't feel like I'm exaggerating when I say it can be life-changing to getting your family's dinner situation under control. All right, here's what we're making this week. Lazy lasagna. And I went back and forth on the title of this, but it's called lazy lasagna. And essentially what it is, is it was also going to be sheet pan lasagna because it is everything I love about lasagna without all of the steps of layering. So it includes the, you know, ground protein. It includes the tomato sauce. It includes the ricotta and the spinach and those delicious lasagna noodles, but done in a way that can be made in a fraction of the time and is also very freezer friendly. So lazy lasagna, it was such a hit with my family. Um, 
it was such a hit with my neighbors, the Curtises, that I took an extra one too because I made so much of it. But awesome recipe. It's like all the things you love about lasagna, just a lot simpler. The second recipe on our meal plan is the sheet pan chicken pitas. This is one of the very first recipes I ever added to Recipe Club, and it is so fresh, so delicious. The marinade in particular for, I think I use chicken tenders in this recipe, which makes the chicken cook even faster. Um, but it has this Greek seasoning in it that is one of the staples in my kitchen. I love it so much. It yields such flavorful chicken. And these pitas are so great because you can kind of just build them how you want. So some people in my family might build a pita. I'll probably build a bowl. My girls will just have everything deconstructed and it kind of gives you options. It's kind of like tacos, but not. And then the last recipe is it's like a top five winter recipe for us, the cheesy chicken broccoli bake. It is everything you love about your grandma's casserole from back in the 60s. Um, one thing that I really like about this recipe is it uses both rice and orzo in the base. And if you're gluten-free, you could totally just do all all rice. But it's it makes it like silky smooth. Like it's just... It's really good comfort food. It is, in fact, I just had two people message me this week being like, I finally made that cheesy chicken broccoli bake and boy, is it good. So I'm excited to make that because everyone always gets excited about that. There are your recipes for the week. You can find and print them all in Recipe Club individually or in our weekly meal plan with an easy to follow shopping list. And the way we do this is we break it down by recipe. So let's say you're only gonna make one of the five suggested recipes. You can just look at the shopping list for that specific recipe to speed up that process of ordering your groceries. If this is the year where you really wanna surround yourself with some support to stop dreading dinner and really get a simple dinner system in place, we have bundled a product where you can save 20 bucks when you buy a recipe binder plus an annual membership to Recipe Club. And I really just, I mean, Recipe Club is a resource. It allows you to access all of these family-tested, quick and simple recipes on the internet digitally without being bombarded with the banner ads, those long blog posts, or the drawn-out stories. I was so frustrated that I could not find more sources like this on the internet and just frustrated about the process in general of looking up a recipe on the internet that I decided I was just going to make it better myself. And that is how Recipe Club was born. And then after that, we thought, oh, well, it would make sense to turn this into an app. And then after chatting with members, we realized that everyone hated cooking from their phones, or at least I think our our end stat was 88% of our recipe club members said they didn't like cooking from their phones or computer. So we decided to take all of that energy that we were going to put into an app and put it towards creating what our members actually were asking for, which was a physical place to store the recipes that you make most often. And that's how the recipe binder was born. So the two are a very intentional match. It's like an arranged marriage. <laughs> And they are created to complement one another. And that's what makes up my simple dinner system. And I love it. So let's jump into the back half of the podcast and discuss how to cook once and eat twice. Are you a freezer meal person? I go through phases, but honestly, having a meal that's ready to go and waiting for me in my freezer is pretty awesome. But it's the process of getting those freezer meals in the actual freezer that can be kind of tricky. The way I see it is there's two basic approaches to this. First, take a few hours one day, maybe on a weekend, and you make a bunch of recipes all in one day to stock your freezer, like 
10. I think it's harder to do more than 10 at once. Or you can take the approach of occasionally doubling up a recipe and slowly stocking your freezer. And I like to call this the cook once, eat twice. There's a couple things you want to consider with both approaches, but both certainly require some forethought and preparation. And that's what I want to discuss today. So let's discuss this first option where if you were going to just kind of batch it all and do a bunch of meals at once. In that situation, when you're going to take three to four hours to make 10 freezer meals, it really can be such a gift to yourself. This might be a great thing to do if you're expecting a baby, or maybe you've got an upcoming surgery, or maybe you're traveling and your spouse or partner will be home with the kids and you just want to set everyone up for success. Or maybe you're a grandma and your daughter just had her first baby and you want to do something and really nice and leave her with a bunch of meals. But if this is what you're after, you will benefit greatly from a independent proper planning session. In this session, this is what I would suggest. First, make sure you have the space in your freezer to accommodate all of those meals. This has happened to me and it's not pretty. In Sue panic when I have a freezer like totally chock full and I have just made 10 freezer meals ready to freeze. In fact, it happened to me not that long ago. So if you're going to do this, make sure you clean out your freezer. Obviously, you'll want to determine what recipes you want to make and you can follow a guide or you can pick and choose certain recipes that you know your family already likes and that are freezer friendly. My friend Sarah from Our Best Bites has a great freezer guide for this, but you can also totally customize your own. And that's kind of what I, I tend to do, mostly because I just want to know that my family's going to like the recipes. Make sure you have a plan for writing instructions on your freezer containers before you put food in them. This can be done one of two ways. You can simply print out a separate page that you slide between two freezer bags, or I guess you could tape it to it. Um, if you do that, you're going to want to use freezer tape, or you can simply just take a Sharpie and just write directly on the bag or the container, but do it before the food gets in there. Trust me. Um, another mistake I have made in the past, it's so much easier to write on the bag when there's not beef stew in it. So just write everything when you do your planning, whether you're using freezer bags or you're using freezer containers, just label everything before you put the food in it. And finally, when you make the freezer meals, I think my best tip, and if you only take away one thing from this podcast today, it should be this, is that if you go to the effort of making extra freezer meals. Right when you put those freezer meals in the freezer, I want you to go to your family calendar and put on the calendar when you plan to eat those meals. Literally write them in now. And it may be we're going to have one freezer meal every week for the next six weeks. Or I know that this week in particular is going to be crazy because it's a holiday or leading up to a holiday. And so I'm going to write it in there. In the past, I've just had a list of freezer meals on hand or like in my notes app, but I'm telling you, I still forget about them. And nothing's more frustrating than, than going to the effort and the cost of making freezer meals and then not even using them. So just put them on the calendar right when they go in the freezer. And then if you need to adjust, fine, you just move it around. But at least it's a reminder that you have that waiting for you. Typically, a freezer meal, I 
three months. That's about the time that I feel good about having it in there. It's not going to hurt you to have it after then, but then you increase the likelihood of freezer burn and the quality can go down. So sometime within the next three months, just put it on the calendar that you are going to eat that freezer meal. It will be such a gift to yourself on super busy weeks. So this is one approach and an approach that a lot of people like to take, but promise me you won't try and do this without a proper planning session beforehand because it it will feel frustrating. I have been there. Also, just a personal note here, because I have done this um, a handful of times, more than a handful of times, but recently in the past year, and it can be such a nice thing to do for someone going through a tough time. A few months ago, I did this for a friend I love so much who had had a tragic thing occur in her family, and I just wanted to do something that would help, and the best idea I could come up with was taking care of dinner for her for a few nights. So I took an afternoon and I prepped 10 freezer meals. I printed out the instructions and I dropped them off in her freezer. And I think it really was, I mean, to not have to worry about dinner when you are processing grief or you are recovering from a surgery or you are taking care of a new baby. It's, is it not the ultimate gift? Like it really is the best thing you can do. And the reason I did this is because years ago, 11, almost 12 years ago, when I had my first son who was born at 28 weeks, we had a NICU baby. We lived about 45 minutes from the hospital. And it was when I was shooting my show with Food Network and Cooking Channel. And the kitchen staff, the test kitchen staff did this for me. They made a bunch of meals at Food Network Kitchens. They brought them they stocked my freezer and I will never forget how that felt. And so I've tried, I've tried to pass it on, return the favor. And um, it's just like one of my most special memories of being taken care of by my community. So that's one approach. But I also want to spend some time talking about this concept of cooking once and eating twice. If what I described above just feels a little too overwhelming to you, consider this. Pick a few recipes that you know your family loves, and when it works with your schedule, just plan to make two. One you can eat that night, and one to freeze for later. So the same principles I laid out above still apply, but it requires far less planning and feels a bit more manageable. Let me give you some actual examples. So there are five new recipes I just added to Recipe Club that make up the recipes that I think are ideal for this. The lazy lasagna, or the baked ziti, but the lazy lasagna is even fewer ingredients and less steps than the baked ziti. Both freeze great, like a baked pasta dish, awesome for this. Baked chicken taquitos, insanely delicious. Uh, Italian bolognese, which is like a meat sauce that we like to serve with like a wide noodle. Beef stew, and a creamy wild rice soup. So I have a soup, a stew, a meat sauce, a taquito, which can be either an after-school snack or it can be a full family meal, and then a full-blown, like straight from the freezer to the oven, full family meal. All of these recipes live on my winter greatest hits list, and if you're not familiar with what that is, go back an episode or two where I talk about it. And they're the recipes that I pull from and typically only make in the winter months with the exception of the taquitos and the baked ziti. We make those all year round. But those are the recipes on that winter greatest hits list that are most ideal for this doubling and freezing process. So when I schedule them in my weekly meal plans, I ask myself, 
could I double this up? Could I just order double the ingredients and factor in a bit of extra prep time so that I can make two? And if I think, yeah, I could do that, then I ask myself, okay, do I want to make it for my family and stock my freezer? Or do I want to take one to someone? Because once again, I think it is just the, the best gift for someone to drop off dinner. So if you have someone in your life that is going through something and you're like, you know what? I could make two lazy lasagnas. Let's do that. And I'm going to take one to, to this family. That could be a really nice thing to do. And same thing as above. I want to just reemphasize the tip. After you have made the second thing, if it's staying in your household, immediately add it to the calendar after it's been made so you don't forget about it. All right. So there you have it. Cook once, eat twice. Couple of basics for freezer meals. Let's just end by talking about a couple of tools I recommend. First, gallon-sized freezer bags. Make sure you get the freezer bags and not just the gallon-sized bags. Baggy holders, especially if you're going to do that first option where you make a bunch of freezer meals at once. They sell these baggy holders. You can get them on, on Amazon that hold your bag upright and make it really easy to spoon whatever the meal is in there. Those are awesome. And if you are going to go straight from your freezer into a slow cooker or an instant pot. I recommend getting some round seven cup containers that are, are friendly for this because as great as a freezer bag is, and the reason I like to use freezer bags is because they take up less space in your freezer when you freeze flat. It's not the right shape for a slow cooker or an instant pot. And so if you're going to utilize that freezer meal, you really do need to remember to take it out a little bit beforehand and defrost it. Now, once again, because it's frozen flat, it's not that big of a deal because it should thaw pretty quickly. But still, if you wanna go straight from the freezer to either of those kitchen appliances, consider those seven cup containers. Let's finish with the weekly gimme five. Now these are five things I share every week that either made my life easier or made my life more enjoyable. The first one is this five minute journal. So I saw this bouncing around. I think it was on a lot of gift guides. And at first I was like, oh, that's nice. But one thing that has been a huge shift in my daily schedule over the past six months or so is I have started to become a very early riser. So I go to bed when I put my young kids to bed between 8.30 and 9 and I am up at 4 o'clock every day. And I love those early mornings and I wanted to be a bit more intentional with how I was using my time in those mornings. I, I tend to work, but before jumping right into work, I really love this five-minute journal. It incorporates a gratitude practice, um, very, very manageable memory making aspect to it. It's very pretty and it just sits right on my desk. And so that has been something that I think it helps me kind of set my intentions for the day and it just makes me feel a bit more balanced. So I'm loving that five minute journal. So in doing the recipe testing with the lazy lasagna, the Italian bolognese, the like I used a lot of ground meat in the recipes this month because ground meat freezes awesome. And I just want to make sure everyone's got a meat chopper. And I wish we could think of a better name for it because I know that meat chopper does not sound that great. But it is a tool that's got a long handle and on the bottom it almost looks like a windmill or something. And it just breaks up that ground meat into perfect bite-sized pieces. 
And I've had a couple, there, there's the most popular one that you're gonna see is like 10 bucks. And I think it's Faberware that makes it. I don't love cooking with plastic kitchen tools. And honestly, it has less to do with like, I don't know, the the material and being toxic or whatever, and more to do with, I just don't like how it feels in my hand. And I had one of those for a long time because I swear nobody was making them out of another material. Um, and then the handle just broke off. There's a brand called Gir, G-I-R. They make amazing spatulas, silicone spatulas, and they make a meat chopper made out of silicone. And I really, really like it. So keep an eye out for that one. That one definitely saved me some time as I was breaking up meat in recipe testing this week. The next, I'm going back to my morning routine, these dual end highlighters. So I love a planner. That should not be a surprise to you. I use a golden coil planner. And instead of just checking things off my list, I like to cross them off with a highlighter. And I like this dual end highlighter because it's two colors. And so I can cross the personal things off with one color and the work things off with another color. And it just makes me happy. It just makes my week a little more enjoyable rather than just a check mark. Um, I already mentioned the baggie racks for making freezer meals because I did so much of that this week. That made my top five list. Those are really great if you want to do freezer meals and they're not expensive. So take a look at those. And then finally, another thing that is just been the perfect weight for the winter we're having in California is this cropped cardigan from Quince. I get compliments every time I wear it. It's got these really cute big buttons on it that are like turtle shell kind of. And it's like not too heavy. It's not too light. And it's just cozy. I've washed it twice. It's washed up great. And I just love it. That's it. All of those will be in my newsletter that goes out tomorrow with links to everything. That's it for today, you guys. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Remember, I created this entire podcast so that you could have a quick 20 minute or so listen while you map out meals for the week. Listening to a podcast while I meal plan has been a huge part of my own simple dinner system for as long as I can remember now. So I try and put out a perfect fit for that each week. Next week, we are going to be chatting about how to organize your pantry, where I will walk you through a recent experience I've had of helping a friend organize her pantry and all of the systems, strategies, and products we use to get her set up for success. So subscribe to the podcast so that that episode automatically pops up for you next week. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so glad you're here. Until next time, happy cooking. I'm Kelsey and look forward to chatting next week.